Health, Harmony, and Happiness with Kathy. I'm your host, Kathy Stricker. In my personal life, I am a wife to a dedicated law enforcement officer and mama to three lively littles. I'm an adamantine yoga teacher, health coach, community betterment advocate, and wellness enthusiast. But what I really like doing is connecting others with tools and resources that bring about health, harmony, and happiness. Whatever this looks like to you, I'm here to offer my own insights and tools from others that allow you to realize your full potential to live mindfully as your authentic best self. Allow me to be a guide in discovering what works for you. So I'm talking to my friend Shelby Cruz today, who is an adamantine yoga teacher at the Des Moines Adamantine Yoga Studio, and she is a stay-at-home mom as well, so she's wrangling three kiddos and teaching adamantine yoga. She discovered, after being a yoga tourist for some time, the practice of adamantine yoga and fell in love and has never looked back. So listen in today to our conversation and her connection with the practice as well as what she's discovered from a mind-body standpoint from practicing this style of yoga for quite some time now. Hi Shelby, thanks for taking the time to visit with me today. We're talking about adamantine yoga and your practice both as a practitioner and as a teacher. So before we get started, tell me a little bit more about yourself. Sure, well thank you so much for inviting me to come on. I feel pretty honored to be on your podcast. So um, I, uh, my name's Shelby Cruz. I live in Des Moines. Um, I am a mom to three young um, monsters, humans, humans, I think, (laughs) Um, most of the day. It's summer break though, so that's a little um, to be determined. So I have a nine-year-old son and then um, six-year-old twins. So our days are um, right now filled with a lot of noise. And if there's noise in the background, please forgive me. I've tried to put PBS kids on <laughs> as my babysitter to like get them to do their thing. But so I've been um, practicing yoga um, ish. I mean, I don't think it's really fair for me to say that I was practicing yoga before I found adamantine, but I was definitely touristing my way through yoga um, for the better part of like, I don't know, 12 years or so before I um, kind of got more serious about it. And, um, I became a certified yoga teacher in, I think 2015. So I've got four or five years under my belt, um, doing that. And then I've been teaching, um, adamantine specifically for, I've been certified as an adamantine yoga teacher since last June. So it's been a full year in apprenticing for about a year before that. So yeah, congratulations. Yeah, thanks. It's the best. It's a journey and it's so fun when you get to that point and you're that you're ready to take on the next step, you know, whether it's yeah. getting your advanced practitioner um patch or moving into that teacher element and starting to assist. So it's definitely a lot of fun. How yeah. did you discover Adamantine so then in your touristing journey? In my touristing journey. Okay, so actually James and I were just talking James is the founder. We were just talking about this the other day. Um, I, I'm so fortunate that the people who like came into my life at that time came into my life. So I had just finished my, um, yoga teacher training 
and had had um, a woman come in and talk about like, you know, uh, working with subset groups of people and like specifically working with pregnant women. And as somebody who um, like had has been pregnant a few times and really remembered like the crushing. I mean, this is funny that I'm saying this to you right now. Right. But that crushing <laughs> feeling of like a baby on your body and like not really being being able to take a full deep breath and just like the 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 physical strength that it takes and the emotional strength that it takes to like create a human (laughs) right it was like I so I felt really drawn to help that group of people specifically and wanting to make sure that I would do it in a specific way so I took a prenatal yoga teacher training so I do have a certification as a prenatal yoga teacher as well, um, though I've never teach and I've never taught a prenatal yoga class specifically. Like I've had pregnant women, like just a prenatal yoga class. So it's kind of funny. So I told James the other day that I basically, you know, paid a couple thousand dollars to find adamantine yoga because that teacher told me I had I had started down a path. Um, to look at someone else. I knew that I needed more from my yoga experience. At the time I was practicing a hot yoga and um, with just when, when they offered classes and with my um, family schedule, like my husband is a professor and teaches nights and my kids were super young. They were like three and six. Um, we just, I couldn't get to yoga more than two or three times a week. And I craved it. Like I needed it. I needed that calm. I needed that quiet. I needed that yeah. time for just me. Um, and so this teacher, this prenatal yoga teacher was like, Hey, hey who, why don't you maybe push pause you... with this other person, Sandy, who Sandy okay. Hoover. Yeah. That's what I thought. Okay. So you took prenatal yoga teacher training with Sandy and she yes. was practicing adamantine at the time. Yeah. Was she, she was practicing okay. at the time. Yeah. And she just encouraged me to maybe give James a try. And I, um, was hesitant because like I had already had one meeting with this other person that was trying to do something sort of similar to what he's doing. But I had also had like, I mean, you know, when you get that feeling, but you're not, not sure you want what's at the other end so bad that you're kind of willing to walk through whatever in order to get there. Um, that's where I was at. Like I wanted, I, I wanted something different. I wanted to practice yoga every single day. I wanted to do something completely different than I was currently doing. So anyways, so I trusted Sandy. I trust her and I loved her and like, I, she's super nurturing. And I was like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to meet with James. And then I did. And I, I like, I have it marked in my calendar. I met with him on <laughs> September 24th That's awesome. or maybe it was September 23rd. I can't remember because I started on like September 24th. Like we met, this was back when he was like meeting with people one-on-one mm-hmm. before we actually started. And we sat down and like, I had a great conversation and he like he seemed like a guy that could like take me where I wanted to go. And um, yeah. And so I was like, the, here's the funny part. Like, I don't even know if I've ever told him this, but the part that sealed the deal for me was I said, he said, when do you want to start? And I said, can I start tomorrow? He was like, yeah. So he was like, can you, he was like, you can start tomorrow. And I was like, I'm in, take my money. Like, <laughs> let's do this. I'm, I'm in, let's do this. And that's, that's almost four years ago now. So that's fantastic. That's fantastic. Yeah. Um, that's kind of my experience when I met James too. I similar, I was, but I was going through teacher training with him and it was the first time in my entire life that I had like been someplace and I got chills and it was like this presence came over me and I was just instantly 
knew this is where I'm supposed to be. And I'm, yeah. and for some reason, this is the path that my life needs to go on right now. And, and this is exactly where I'm supposed to be at exactly the right time. And, and it was, and I don't know that I've had that feeling ever since. Like, I can't remember yeah. a time before in my life when I felt like that. And I can't remember a time after, but I got the chills. I was sitting in this hotel conference room listening to him and I was just like, okay, like this is where I'm supposed to be. Yeah, And it's done so much for me. And it's just, and that's the first weekend that I began to learn adamantine yoga. So yeah, yeah, that's amazing. That's so funny because I think I was maybe six months in when he offered an advanced practitioner training and I took it and I was so like, I thought I had all of those same experiences, like in this now in a group with other people and like listening to him talk instead of, you know, whispering back and forth. And actually I worked with Anne, so I didn't really have a lot of like contact with James when I yeah. first started and listening to him and, and like having a little bit of a foundation, you know, in things and then hearing him talk even more. And I was like, like, this is like, not to, not to go like to like Eastern, my teacher, like this is the guy that like can help me become the version of me that I want to be and then can help like balance out my life. And so I literally, this training was over, I've been there six months and I look at him, we, we don't know each other. I'm still scared of him. And I was like, I just need you to know that I want to teach this. Like I want to teach this Sunday. So it took me two more years, but like I got there yeah. and I like, it's not like me really to like call it out like that. It's not really like me to like like I, like I said, I was still scared of him, but I just needed him to know that like I had found it and like, I knew it. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, I need to do this. <laughs> were you, when you started, were you in starting the loft or were you at the current no. space right now? Yeah. We, we, I've always been at the current okay. space. Okay. So yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just amazing how for some people it, that the practice is just it speaks to you and you know, you know, some people have to still explore a little bit more and think, well, I can't, but I think you were in a place where you were looking for something for yourself. That's definitely, that's just like me. Like I, I knew that I needed a yoga practice and I was tired of, um, dabbling in other styles and, and piecing together my own practice. Right. I wanted a clear path. And that's what adamantine yoga does is it gives you this tool or this path that can just I don't know, yeah. be modified for wherever you are in life. It's amazing. And like when you're like for the mom of young kids, it was such a, like there, there was a lot of discussions that had to happen at my house. Like we're, uh, my husband, you know, I was a stay at home mom. Um, and I mean, I still am, but my kids are in school and I teach yoga twice a day now. So I don't know if that still applies, but <laughs> anyways, like we're right. And now I wanted to like do this thing that was going to cost money every single month. And I was like, dude, like we got to figure this out. Like, because I have to do this. Like, this is the thing that I absolutely have to do. I have to practice here. And, and like, we had kind of like, before we had all the information, you know, had those conversations where you kind of set like some parameters to like guide us through the things. And like, it just all fell like right in line. Like we kind of had talked about like, well, what do you think we can do in terms of a monthly payment? And like, the price was right within that point. And like, like, how can we make this work? Like I'm willing to get up super early to go and do this. And that way, like we can still get everybody else and handle all of the other things that need to be handled with three and six year olds. And so it was just like, it just all, it, I was absolutely meant yeah, so to do how this. Did you, <laughs> but speak to that a little bit more for people who that's their biggest struggle is um, figuring out not only the financial 
and yeah, it's, it's cheaper at my studio than it is at James's, but well, yeah. it's the financial component as well as having that conversation with your spouse because yeah. that is a huge thing. And I have single parents also who are coming in and that's a struggle. Like that's I don't, I hard. commend them so much because if you're getting out of bed early in the morning to come in and I don't have afternoon classes. So the only option is morning. Yeah. How do you, how do you have that conversation? What do you do? And what does that look like? Well, for a long time, that's why I did yoga at the gym, right at the Y or wherever, because they had childcare. They had a place for me to put my children and that served me for a while, but I knew I just wasn't getting what I needed. So that maybe a little bit of, I don't know, this could be borderline TMI, but I was in kind of like a, a dark space at that time in my life too. And I didn't know exactly what was wrong with me. I just knew something was not right. And so like, like, again, like I said, like all of these things happened for me at the same time. Like I started yoga and a month later, I found a great therapist that like helped me to deal with the things that I was going through. And like, so like all of these things have come together, which has been really rewarding for me to look back now almost four years into this journey and see like how well aligned all of these things were to help bring me like to like find harmony in my life again, instead of just feeling so pulled in every different direction. So the conversation honestly was like, my husband's name is Jared. And I was like, dude, I need this. Like, I don't know what is going on with me, but here's what I know. I feel better when I do yoga. So like, we have to figure this out. Like, and that's where it was just like my, like for him, like money is the thing that he thinks of first. Right. So like every, I think in every relationship, one person, like the, the person that you're partnering with has something that you probably kind of know, like that's where they're going to fall back on. Like that's their first thing. Like if I can solve this problem for them, then we can move our conversation forward. And for Jared, I know that it's just like, it's money. So it's like, okay, like let's figure this out. Like what makes sense in our budget? And we kind of sat down and looked at the budget and decided like, this was the range of things that would, would not put a, a, uh, I don't know, damper on the rest of our life. Like we'd still be able to pay all of our bills yeah. <laughs> and I could do this other thing. Um, and it just became like, it became really like a flat out money conversation for him. And for me, it was so much more than that. Like I just knew I needed it. I think what I've learned over the um, years of dappling through sales experience and marketing and, and small business and things like that is that it's never really about the money. People will spend their money on the things that are important to them. So if you're willing to, um, if you really want something, you will find a way to make that work, right? Like you will have a garage sale. I mean, like you will do whatever it takes. You will sell some of your possessions on Craigslist. You will do whatever it takes in order to find the money to be able to do the thing that you want to do. Where and you like, put your money is where your priorities are. So yeah, that's what's important to you. Yeah. Right. So that, and, and that's just like, with like, he could tell, <laughs> like he just knew he was like, yes. Okay. And here's where we can make this work. So I'm, I'm super fortunate that I do have a partner that can help me. I'm like single parents are, I, I don't even, I can't even, I don't have any words because they're so amazing and I don't know how they do all of that, but I'm super fortunate that I do have a partner that did that and that we could make it work within our budget. Um, but I would have done anything. I would have sold possessions in, old, in order to make that happen or like, you know, considered trying to take on a part-time job. Yeah. Like there are always, there are always ways. It's just how bad you want it, which, and I don't, I hope that's not like 
preachy. It's just been my experience and I believe it to be true. I believe it too. I completely believe it. I'm a Dave Ramsey person. So like, yeah, I, I mean, I'm all about budgets and, and doing, spending your money where you need to spend it at the time. But I also think that a yoga practice, your, your self-care and your health needs to be accounted for as well. And if this is the place or a place where you find relief and where you can find, um, solace in and peace in making the chaos in your life come together, then why wouldn't you put your money in here? Because if you don't, you're going to be spending your money down the road on medical bills and, and, um, therapist bills and all those other things that come into play when you let your health slip away. Exactly. Um, so you kind of mentioned that everything was aligning for you to go into this practice. Are you a spiritual person or a religious person at all? Like what, where did that, I'm definitely a spiritual person. Like I, um, like I kind of think of things I've, this is, you know, there's always a, an up and down for me. I tend to go from one extreme to the other and then eventually, and I think I'm coming back to my balance here. So I definitely think that like, I don't, I don't know that I would believe that like everything happens for a reason. Cause I think that like things will show up for you if you're willing to see them. And if you're like, if you're open to the opportunity and like, I don't know, like you can like things, I don't know. I don't really know how to say this, Kathy. This is like, <laughs> you threw me, you threw me for a little, I know, little I'm bit. Sorry, I'm I trying to like, no, it's okay. I'm trying to settle into like, I want to make sure to say what I actually believe. But, um, but when you decide that you want something and you need something and you put it out there, whether through thought or word to the universe, it starts to come to you and it starts to align, but you have to be able to be open to and, and firm in believing that this is what you want your life to look like. Right. And this is who you want to be. So then you ask for that help from whomever it is, whether it's God, Jesus, spiritual guides. I don't know. Um, right. Just the universe. Right. Yeah. Anything in the yes. universe, it will start to align. Would you agree? I do. I really do think that like you get like life attracts like, right. So you get back what you put out mm-hmm. and that whole kind of like the secret idea of like that there, I don't believe in, I don't believe in scarcity. Like I always, I'm constantly working on myself to have an abundance mindset. Um, but like, I, yeah, I think like you get, you get back from people and from ex- experiences what you put into it, and so like, I, like when you really and you ha- and you also have to like ask for what you need. You know, you have to communicate to people that like this is what I need from you, and sometimes give them some really great boundaries so that they stay right within that lane <laughs> if yeah. that's what you need at the time, and then just stay open to the experience. Like I try to, I am a big fan of Danielle Laporte. She's an author. Um, kind of like a spiritual writer. And she, um, she, in one of her books talks about having a wide open heart and a big effing fence around (laughs) it. Right. Like, so that you are like ready and, and open to experiences, but that you have clear set boundaries. And I, I just like, I really like that. I try to think about like, how can I, how can I soften into this and how can I be more open and more loving and less judgy and less, you know, control freaky. Cause those are all like, those are ways of being that I've been for a really long time that through my yoga practice, I mean, truly through my yoga practice, I can now see from a different perspective and I can see how they're probably not really serving me. They're certainly not serving my children. 
they're probably not serving my marriage, you know, like this, my whole life. So like, how can I learn a little bit more surrender and how can I learn, you know, like the, the, the four tenants, like they, it all just speaks, it all just speaks to my life in such a great way. And also how can I find gratitude through all of these things? Yeah. What was the kind of tipping point, if you will, what was the tipping point that got you to that point where things started aligning for you? Um, I, (laughs) this is such a bad answer. (laughs) I was depressed and anxious and I, um, I realized it and I had something else happen in a, um, interpersonal relationship with a friend that like wrecked me. And like, and at that point I was like, Oh my God, like what? is happening? Who who am I becoming? And like, could I potentially turn into like that? I do not want that for my life. And so like, it was this matter of like, okay, this is it. Like I have been pouring out from an empty cup for years and now I need to like start filling this baby back up again. Right. So it was like, I know, I knew I needed a yoga practice and I knew that a little bit from my experience in a yoga teacher training where like for one month, for one weekend a month, I would go somewhere. And then I would go back to my regular life for the rest of the month. And I would just be like, you could just, you could just feel like the hole in that balloon and the air seeking back out of it. Yes. Right. Like I just didn't yes, feel right. I totally get that. So I really do think like the idea that like, for me specifically, like yoga was the first place to start, but then that also like I needed there, like I needed someone to talk to, yeah. to, to give, to teach me new things and new ways to communicate and new ways to deal with old traumas, like stuff, you know how it is. Like yeah. it's always stuff from when you were a kid yep. that's coming back in. And so like, I'm, I feel, I mean, I really honestly feel fortunate that like I got to, I got to find all of those things at the same time. So while, um, you know, that relationship in my life doesn't exist anymore, like I can find gratitude for the fact that like that person like blew up their life and it kind of blew mine up. Like I got the shrapnel right Mm -hmm. from it at the same time. And like, thank God, because it led me to like all of these things that I desperately needed. And I'm so much happier now. Like I'm so much healthier and I'm so like, I'm so, I'm a better parent. I'm a better wife. Like I'm a better human because like I did all of those things. And all of those things created this picture of more health, harmony, and happiness in your life, basically. Oh my God. Absolutely. That's absolutely. That's so good. And you said that's a bad answer. You were depressed and anxious. (laughs) Absolutely not (laughs) a bad answer. answer. It's just like, it's just the truth. truth. And I think that people need to hear that. I think that we get to that point that that's where I was when I found James. And when I like, we, I I have another podcast on this specifically, so I'm not going to go into detail, but I was in a job where I was a remote worker and I didn't have any peers or people to interact with throughout the day. Like I was lonely so hard. and I needed that social. And I came from working full-time at the Y to going to work from home where all my coworkers were, you know, 50 plus Somewhere miles else. away. And it sounds so dreamy, but it's so lonely. It is. It really is. When, when you, when you feed off of energy of other people and that's how I, that's kind of how I, I feel good is that I I get to interact with other people. Um, so I was in the same place and we were struggling with fertility at the same time. So like I was down, I was, it was, it was not 
good. But somehow I let adamantine in and, and it changed my life. So I don't know. That's awesome. Yeah. We had fertility struggles too. And that was part of the reason I was depressed because I never dealt with it. I just shoved it down Uh and kept like, right. Like, like we, that's a whole nother topic, but like, but honestly, like that is the reason that like the physical act of yoga makes sense in my body. Like it has given me an opportunity to release stuff that I didn't know I was still holding on to. And I, and I still am right. Like I, I've been pretty, I've been because, because of where I, because of how I started and because of my deep desire to like find something different. When I started, like I, I started five days a week, at least if not six, right from the get go. Like I, and so I've essentially had a five or six day a week yoga practice for the last almost four years. I know that everybody um, comes in at that level of like commitment right out of the gate, but like that, I knew that that was what I knew. And I'm still amazed that like, there's still stuff that like, like how deep did I have that buried? Like, what is the, what's, what is that stuff that's going on? Like in my left hamstring, that's not on my right side. And like, what is that? Or why did it take me four years to be able to touch my own hands together in shoulder roll? Right. Well, because it's my personality, right? Because that's who I am and that's where I hold my stuff. And that's going to be like, until like, until I change, until I change my personality and how I relate to the world, like those are going to continue to be issues. And I find that fascinating. I do too. I just, That's so good to know. And it, I mean, it's so good to hear from you that it can take a long time for some things to develop. Our oh, physical so body slow. <laughs> holds, I know, but our physical body holds all of these mental patterns that we've created over yeah. the years. And that's one thing that I don't think a lot of people connect with or realize. So when you get discouraged after six months or one year of practicing and your hands are not you're not binding in shoulder roll one, right. who cares? Because there's other right. stuff buried deep there that you're holding on to. And until you can realize that and remember that, then it's going to be a struggle. Yeah. Yeah. It still is a struggle so no matter what. It's but. still a struggle, right? It's just yeah. amazing. And I can, I can remember, you know, like specific points during my practice where that would line up with, you know, I was doing something really hard. I do a kind of therapy that's called EMDR, right? So like it releases and helps you to reprocess old trauma and things like that. Um, In addition to some other stuff, but that was like what I've done the most work through. And I can remember that I would be going through some like really hard stuff from the past. And then at the same time, it was, it was time for me to start learning how to press up into wheel and how I could not breathe. I could not keep my breath. Like I would almost hyperventilate in those positions. And I would like, get that like come back down and turn over to take shoulder roll two where like my face is down on the mat and I would burst into tears because um like I had felt so vulnerable and so like wide open in that places and all of like no like I wanted to stay here I did not want to come this is not video sorry (laughs) it's okay I know right like like I wanted to curl up and, and go fetal position. I did not want to open up and extend through my chest and my stomach and like my psoas and my quads and all of those things. Like that movement was so foreign to my body. I had actually never, I had once, I had pressed up into wheel once in my teacher training before I started adamantine yoga. And some things come along faster than others, but like that ideal, I think when that happens, it's because you're dealing with those areas of your life more, more quickly. Like I did a ton of work through old trauma 
and, you know, had never done wheel before I started adamantine four years ago, but now it's, it's okay. Like I can drop back from standing and I can stand up without assistance in those places. So like that has changed relatively quickly for me, but my shoulders, nope. <laughs> <laughs> the thing that lots of people walk into the studio with for the first time and just like drop an arm back behind them and grab their hand. I'm always like, Oh, look at you. you make You're so sick. awesome. I'm only a little bit jealous. <laughs> Um, I could talk forever with you on this mind-body connection because it is so good and you have so many good insights, but we've got to keep, keep going because of your time. We too. do. So yes, thank tell you. Tell people where you, what you do, like where you are at the Adamantine studio when you teach and yeah, yeah where they can find you on social, I guess. Okay. Um, I, um, so once I, drink the adamantine kool-aid i'm sure james would love that i'm using that analogy <laughs> not his podcast though is it okay um so but once like once i had a taste for that slowly because i was resistant to let it go like everything else fell away and it and i knew like i knew right away that i wanted to teach it but i was resistant to not to stop doing the other things that i had been doing but now it's all i do and like it became clear to me kind of over um this winter like i was still doing some group-led classes, like a more typical yoga experience. And I just realized that I really didn't, didn't want to do those things. I didn't have the energy for that. So I, I finally was just like, I'm not going to do this anymore. And I'm just teaching at the studio now. So I teach from 6am until 9am in the Des Moines studio. And then I take the afternoon class also some from about 430 to six in the evenings. Um, where, you know, Monday through Friday, usually I um, have Saturday off where I just get to go in and like enjoy my practice, um, without having to teach. And sometimes I teach too. It just kind of depends on what's happening. So yeah, I'm, I'm like there all the time and I love it. And she is so wonderful to have (laughs) assist you. So if you're one of my students and you go to Des Moines sometime and want to practice, Shelby's a great uh, teacher and she's, she will definitely help you. And she's fun to just listen to and follow on her social media and everything. So Shelby Cruz. Oh yeah. Social media. Yeah. Shelby Cruz um, on Facebook and at Cruz or cruises, I guess, but on Instagram, but it's mostly just pictures of my kids. So yeah, <laughs> if you don't want to see pictures of my fun, kids, then right. you don't have to follow me. It's still fun. Well, yeah, okay. Is. I'm going to send you blessings right now because you got to get your kiddos Thank to you. swimming lessons. So stay calm. I do. Thank Hopefully you. you can no, I'm good. We've got good so much go. time. He's already, okay. he's already, we've, we've been at this for almost a decade. So we're finally getting our poop in good. a group. <laughs> good. <laughs> hey, this was so fun, Kathy. Thank you. Yeah, I can sit welcome. here and talk Thank to you all day Thank you for taking the time. I appreciate it. Absolutely. The Shelby Cruz, everyone. Thank you so much again, Shelby. It was a pleasure talking to you. I love how she talked about how she needed to make herself a priority, and she knew that, and she knew that she needed the yoga practice for her health, and how she and her husband then made that a priority in their life and in their lifestyle. Um, The other thing that I really appreciate that she talked about was going through that really dark space and having to get kind of as low as she could or having a relationship kind of explode on her in order for her to realize that she needed to be led in a different direction. And sometimes that's just how life is. And we think that something is the end when it's really the beginning. And it takes going through that hard stuff to maybe get to the thing that's going to bring our light 
back out in the front again. So I hope you all enjoyed this episode today. Next week, we start a new series. It'll be a little bit of a crossover event or crossover episode rather. And we'll talk a little bit about adamantine with my guest, but then we'll talk about the next series as well. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Thanks for tuning in. If you like what you hear, help us grow this podcast by sharing it with even just one other person. And it would mean so much to me if you would take a moment of your time to write a review. Your comments and feedback are what help me continue to bring you topics and guests that can help you and others on their journey in creating health, harmony, and happiness. Remember to head on over to cairnyogawellness.com to get the show notes and links from today's episode. Follow me on Facebook and Instagram at Wellness, and to continue connecting with more resources that could help you enhance health, harmony, and happiness in your own life, subscribe to this podcast. Thanks again for listening.